Bible says as we move toward the end of history, that gospel preaching will increase and the gospel will have been heard around the world. Today, for the first time, it's heard around the world by radio and television in the printed page. The Holy Spirit is God's restraining power. And the moment the Holy Spirit is removed, this earth is going to turn into almost hell. Hey, you're listening to 421 Show. This is your host, J.D. I'd like to welcome everybody. Hey, we got a special guest with us, and she's a permanent guest. She's not a guest no more, Deb Osborne. Uh, before we get started, I'd like to, uh, <coughs> sorry about that. If you guys like to uh, uh, sponsor the show, you can uh, go through uh, Buzzsprout, uh, hor421show.buzzsprout.com, and there's a link on there. You guys can do a monthly subscription. You can also subscribe to the show and you can get all the updates. Uh, and if you want to do a one-time thing, go through PayPal slash HOR421. Glory to God. And I'd like to give a shout-out to the sponsors of today's show. It's uh, Williams Trucking. will soon be called Moving Up Trucking. And if you're looking for a job in your local, you can hit them up at 606-573-1785. And I'd like to give a shout-out to Sweet Harlan Honey Bees. And let me tell you, some of that is the best honey in Harlan County. It is really good. Look them up on YouTube, or not YouTube, but look them up on Facebook. And if you'd like to email them, you can email them at sweetharlanhoneybees2019, one word, at yahoo.com. And we are starting a new series. And uh, the Lord's moved it up on Deb's heart. And... uh, (coughs) Every time I get on this radio, I, I cough. <laughs> but we're starting up a new thing. It's going to be every two weeks with Deb. It's called Bible Talk. So if you're listening out there, join us every two weeks with Deb Osborne. And the series is going to be called Bible Talk. She's basically just going to be like doing a Bible study at your local church. You know, she's going to give scripture. And today she's going to be doing Matthew 26 through seven, uh, Matthew chapter 26 verses 17 through 29 and she's going to end it with John 21. And um, again, I like to thank everybody. We're at my 50th episode. I can't believe it. 50th episode and see how God moves Deb. Let me get you turned on here, my dear. I had your mic turned off. Go ahead. Amen. Yes. So here we go. It is your platform. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And first off, James, I'd like to thank the Lord for everything he's done in my life and saving my soul. I thank him for, for, you know, the many blessings that that he's bestowed upon us because we could never, ever start to even repay him back for everything that he's done. Before we get started, you know, I almost forgot. I told Deb I wanted to do this. Since I had my heart attack, Deb, I've been battling since day one, pretty much fear. Right. The fear of dying, not fear of going to hell, because I knew Christ belonged in me. I mean, I know I belonged in Christ. You know, I knew I was saved. But the more and more that I dwell on it, that fear becomes stronger in my life. And just the other day, God God spoke to my heart sitting on my couch. And um, he just, you know, because I was at the point in my life, where I, I didn't do a lot for God, you know, at my, right. my, when I first got saved and, 
And I kind of feel I am guilty, you know, because I did slack. I was slowful in the ministry. Even though I, it seems like to a lot of people I did a lot, I don't feel like I did enough for the Lord, and I wanted to work and work and work more. And basically the Lord just told me, slap me in the back of the head that night. And I smiled with a big smile on my head because I love the Lord's chastising. I love his correction. I really do. Right. Because when the Lord's happy with me, there's joy. You know, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's it. And so he slaps me on the back of the head. and, And I was like, that's what it was. He told me it's not by my works. And see, and I knew that scripture, but I had totally forgotten. Right. Not forgotten to a point that I knew the scripture, but it's just like I allowed that fear to override, you know, the the word of God and knowing the scripture, and it's not by my works. It's yeah, the Lord knows it in my heart that I want to do this and do that. And but then he looked at me, he says, James, it's appointed unto man to die. Right. Once, once. And then judgment. Amen. And soon as he had told me that, I you know, people my that fear was gone. Now, I'm still tormented. You know, I still got pain in my body. Right. I still associate it with all. Well, Lord. you know, James, the enemy's going to, he's going to play on you with that. Yeah. You know, he takes the biggest things that we fear the most, and and he preys on, on us with that. And that's yes. what that's what that is. Yes, he does. And uh, and it, it just, and I thank God, and I, I like to thank God. I, I really do, because if you're out there and you're battling with that fear or that anxiety, you know, if you, I don't watch the news hardly no more. I don't even think I read it much anymore. And if it comes across as, you know, a plug on my, on Facebook or it comes across my phone, somehow, some way I, I get a little tidbits of the news right? and, or I hear somebody gossiping about it, you know, oh, you know, what's getting ready to happen. But COVID is raring its head back up. Yeah, and, it is. And not to get into the conspiracy part of it. Yes, COVID's real. You know, I'm not telling you it's not real. I'm, right. you know, I'm just telling you, you know, like it says in Psalms 23, you know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Amen. And, and seeing when God had spoke to me that night, that's one of the scriptures that God had gave me. Yeah. You're going to die. Yeah. You know, death's coming. When? I don't know. Right. But it is appointed to me once to die and in judgment. So if this might be the last time you hear me, Deb, right. or to the people out there, or you might hear me a hundred and more hundred and one more times. Right. I don't know. Right. But as long as I'm here on earth, I want to proclaim the testimony of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, brother. Yeah, I mean, and I thank God for it. I, I you you guys, if like I said, if you're out there and you're dealing with some type of anxiety, fear. Don't fear. Go out and read Psalms 91, Psalms 23, and Psalms 27. Read those continuously. You know, when that fear, that anxiety starts to come up on you, read those. I, I guarantee you, and it, it take and read it every day. Read it for seven days a week. You know, I had a preacher tell me that one time. Read those scriptures, you know, seven days a week. And I did. I read them. And the more I read them, the more strength that I got, you know, and, um, but enough said on my end, this is Deb's show. Uh, just something I wanted to share with you folks. 
Hey, Deb. brother, you say what you need to say. I, hey, I'd like to welcome everybody to Bible Talk with Deb Osborne. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I I was saying earlier, I just, I praise the Lord and I thank God for everything that he's done for me. And, and I, I thank the Lord that he's letting me grow and, and letting me move in the spirit. And, uh, you know, and you know, James talking about the, 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 the enemy fights us on things like that. I mean, I used to be terrified. Sometimes I would be so scared to go to sleep at night. Right. And, and there's sometimes he still prays on me with that. And, you know, I got to where the point, I, I sleep with the Bible right beside of my head just about. I heard a testimony one time. This, this preacher said he went through so many Bibles that he slept with them. But, you know, the Lord told us he didn't give us a spirit of fear. No, he gave us a spirit of sound mind. Sound mind, yeah. And and that is so awesome. And a friend of mine sent me that. And she said, read this. Every night, read it. Uh-huh. And so I started reading that one that one verse. And then a friend of mine, Jan, she went and bought me a, it's a picture. It goes up on the wall and it, and it says something along that lines. Uh, it, it's about being your mind over fear. And so I, I got that right above my bed. And then when I go to bed at night, I got the word. I've got God's word laying right beside me. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what, the, the enemy still, still, and I'm going to tell you what, one of my biggest fears in this world is spiders. <laughs> And oh, I don't enemy. like spiders. Oh we talked about that at work today. I, I do spider check before I go to bed at night. I look around my window, around my door, uh, over my roof, because I'm so scared they're going to come out on me at night. Right. And the enemy plays on that. And there's nights I have to really rebuke him and, and grab my Bible and hold on to it and go to sleep because... There's few things in this world, but I tell you what, I think spiders are from hell. <laughs> oh, my God. I really do. I, With frogs and... Uh, Clowns. <laughs> I made I made a comment one day to somebody, and I said, "This might not be right to say." I said, no, "This may not be right to say." I said, "But you know what? Noah could have left the spiders off if he wanted to." Yeah, I think I wouldn't have had a bit of problem with that. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. <laughs> so, anyway. or did you hear that? I, we we could have done without the spiders or the snakes. Right, right. So, uh, so anyway, I, I thank the Lord for being here, and and I hope and pray that that this helps somebody. Uh, I, this is there's a message in this, and I just hope everybody really pays attention. And 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 I'm praying and asking the Lord to let me get it out there, where people can understand it. Well, you got the platform. Let's uh, go. So what what I'm talking about today is, uh, I'm going into Peter's denials and restoration. Yeah, this Matthew 26 is is a lot of a lot of things happen, and it's Jesus's uh crucifixion and resurrection and burial and all that. But what I want to uh emphasize on and, and really study on is Peter's denials amongst all of that. Okay, so so uh, the story of Peter's denials uh, of Jesus is in all four of the Gospels. You know, uh, James, we read all four of them Gospels, and we, still, we get so many different stories. I kind of wonder sometimes... Were all these there? Were all these guys there? Were were they in each corner of the courtyard that day watching, or are they getting it from second hand from somebody? I mean, because it's all so different. Matthew will say one thing, Mark says one thing. They all have a different story, but it's all the same meaning. You know, you get a little bit few more things. That's what they call truth, right? You know, and I think that's what's wrong with our society today. We've, I don't want to take over, but no, you're we, fine. We have. Uh, we the church is led away from the truth, right? Right. We're 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 saying it's this way and this way, and it's not. It's 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 the truth, right? Like you just it's said, the word of God. It's the word of God. 
Uh, so I am starting in Matthew 26, and, and I don't stay in there a whole long time. So if you want to follow along, I, I'm not really quoting verse for verse. I'm, I'm actually, James, doing a lot of paraphrasing here. Uh, so Matthew 26, 17 through 29, it tells us of the Last Supper Jesus had with his disciples. So I believe sometimes that a lot of the Bible is reading between the lines, a lot of understanding of it. And so here we see, we see Jesus He's getting ready to leave. He's been with these guys for, what, three and a half years? Uh, I've heard three here, three and a half. I've read four. I never, I'm not sure which. but So we see Jesus. He's sitting here, and he's getting ready to have the Last Supper with these guys. He's, he's walked and talked and ate and slept beside of and preached and everything with these guys for the last three and a half to at least three and a half to four years. Right. So... He's he's what he's wanting to do, I believe, James, is he's wanting to get these guys ready because he's getting ready to leave them. And so he has he takes them and he has a supper with them. They have a last supper. And while they're sitting there at this last supper, you know, as they're eating, Jesus tells them, he says, hey, you know what, guys, one of you guys are going to betray me. You know, right. He said, one of you guys is going to betray me. And of course, you know, they all got it. The Bible says they all get got exceeding sorrowful. And, you know, they I can picture them in that little room looking around at each other out of the corner of their eye like, well, is it Matthew? Is it Mark? You know, is it, is it, you know, is it? I know I would have. You know, and, you know, they even ask, you know, well, Lord, who is it? They ask him, Lord, who is it? You know, I can just, I can just imagine they were all blaming, you know, I bet it's, I bet it's, you know, I bet it's him, you know. But, um, so... So he tells them, you know, we're, I'm going to be leaving. One of you guys is going to betray me, and they want to know who. And so the one of the good things, one of the things that I did not realize until I reread this, until I was putting it together, Matthew 26, 14 through 16, James tells us, Judas had already set it in motion for Jesus' betrayal, his part of it. I didn't know that. I, I didn't realize that or comprehend it, I guess, until I reread it. And I know the Lord brought that to my mind. Judas had already went and set it all in motion. This was before. It was before the Last Supper. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what we call backsliding. He had, yeah. He, and I, yeah. See, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. He had already set it in motion. And so... So now here we go. We're there. They're at the Last Supper, and and I think the Bible says they sung a hymn. I think Jesus even washed their feet, didn't he? And and he done a bunch of things. So he takes them out into the Mount of Olives, okay? And that's on down in there. He he takes them out into the Mount of Olives, and he tells them. He says, you know what? All of you guys are going to be offended because of me this night. Jesus tells them that, and he said because it is written that I will smite the shepherd of the, and the sheep of the flock will scatter. Abroad, so Jesus tells them, "You know what? I, I, you're going to be offended because of me." But He tells them, "I will be back. I'll come back, and I'm going to see you in Galilee." You know, that's what He tells them. Like I said, James, I'm doing a lot of paraphrasing here. Oh, you're okay. You're doing wonderful. And so, so Peter stands up and he says, "You know what?" He says, "You know what, Jesus? It, you know, I don't care. All these people might be offended because of you, but I'm not going to be." This is Peter. I'm not right. going to be offended. I, I don't care. These guys might be, but I'm not going to be. That's right. what he says. That's basically what he says. It, of course, in biblical words, but, but you know, but that's basically what he says. And and he just goes on and on boasting and you know, and you know, Matthew twenty six, thirty four, Jesus tells Peter, You know what, Peter? This night before the cock crows, you're gonna deny me three times. Can you imagine how Peter probably felt when Jesus told him that? I can't imagine it. Very 
to the point like if you look at look you look at our you know humanity today puffed up I ain't going to do that. Well, and, and the Bible says, you know, Peter Peter pledged his loyalty. He says, no, you know what? And he even said it, not in these words, but in biblical words. Jesus said, you know what? Even though Peter said, even though I I may die with you, I may die with you, but I'll never betray you. I'll never deny you, is what Peter says. I may die with you, but I won't deny you. So the thing about it is, James, is Peter ain't seen nothing yet. He ain't seen nothing yet. So so what I want to do right now for a second, I want to stop right there and I want to look on at Peter for a minute, okay? Because that's who I'm I'm we're we're talking about basically. Right. A lot's happening here, you know, going on with this, but I want to concentrate on Peter for a second. So so in Matthew, if you go back to Matthew four, eighteen through twenty, Matthew tells us that Peter and his brother Andrew were fishing. They were casting the nets. They were fishermen. Right. They were fishermen. That was their job. They cast casted nets and they fished. So at that point in time, you know, back then, Jesus was walking around and he was he was gathering his disciples together. Right. You know, he he was going around walking through Jerusalem, Galilee and all these places. And he was getting his what today we would call it a bro club, I guess. But he was he was getting his ministry together. And yes. he was getting these guys that was going to help him spread his word. So he picked Peter and, and Andrew. He he saw him fishing, and he tells them, you know, he says, hey, you know what, guys? Come with me. And, and, and Matthew 4, 4, 18 through 20 says, I'll make you fishers of men. Come with me. Follow me. Follow right. me is actually what he said. And Jesus told him, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And these two guys, Peter and his brother Andrew, dropped their nets, man, and went right with Jesus. That's a good thing. So... While I was looking on on stuff about Peter, the some of the information that that I found figured out about Peter was Peter, of course, was a fisherman. Peter was, of course, he was a disciple of Jesus for at least three years, three and a half. You it, different versions give different years. You know what I mean? But for we're going to say at least three years. And, and if you guys want to, you know, uh, look it up and, and feel free to let me know if I got it stepped out a little bit and, and said something wrong, please let me know. Uh, but anyway, so the, another ironic thing about Peter James was, you know what? He was only the second man to ever walk on water. Right. He was, he was, but now he ended up messing that up and I'll get to that later. But he was the only the second man to ever walk on water. That's that's awesome. I can re- not walk on water, but I can relate why Peter sank. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um and so Peter was in he was in the inner circle of Jesus. He was trusted. Jesus trusted him. And uh and another thing, and Peter cut off a man's ear. So we have to really figure out and try to think about who Peter was. He was boastful, you know. Uh you might kind of wonder why Jesus would want Peter to be a disciple. Peter saw Jesus saw something in Peter, I guess that that nobody else saw. That's what I can guess. Um, on down in there, on down in my notes, I have that Peter. There's other things about Peter. Uh, was that you know he was he was a natural born leader. He was really strong, emotional. And he was devoted to Jesus. And I guess that's why Jesus was so clingy and and so drawn to Peter. Because he did have a natural born leader. His his quality. devotion. Right. That too. Then you look at you well, get off topic here. You look at uh you look at David. Why did David, you know, God favored it's cause he had a repented heart. 
we got to have a repentive heart. Right. We, we've got to be outgoing like Peter, you know. And uh, we've got to have that I can do attitude. And that's that's basically what Peter had. I could do it. Oh yeah. Not even no questions yeah, asked. Like <laughs> if you if you read if you read, you know, if you read Peter's walk, it's like not even one second he would go, I could do it. Not even think he, about it. Right. And and that's coming up. That's to my next thing. Oh, I'm sorry Peter. I jumped no, in. You're, no, you're fine. That's cool. You you led me to it. Peter was impulsive. Impulsive. If he was nothing, he was impulsive. You know, when when there was a, a new situation arose anywhere around them, you could probably get, you could just about guarantee Peter's going to jump into it with both feet. He's going to be the first one to jump with yeah. both feet. You know, Peter always, always jumped without thinking, always. Matthew 14, 28 through 31 tells us how the disciples was out on the sea and it was a rough water and, and, and the wind was blowing and they were scared and Jesus come walking on the water. What Peter do? Hey, Lord, let, let me come out there. Tell me to come out there. He told Jesus, let me come out there. Jesus said, come on, you know, come on out here, Peter. Come on. Well, what did Peter do? He walks out on the water. The second man to ever walk on the water, he walks on the water. He got afraid, James. He let his guard down. He doubted. He lost sight. He took his eyes off Jesus. Well, see, that's, you know, I was testing. He started sinking. Well, I testified Oof. at the beginning of the show. You know, yeah, I knew Jesus. I could see him right in front of me. I'm walking with him. But I got my eye off of it, and I watched the fear of the storm. See, God knew what, you know, you was coming in today, and you was preaching this, and then what I just went through with, you know, the fear of my heart attack. See, God God just gives a little bit of confirmation. Hey, God, good. Man, I love that spirit. If you're out there and you don't, I'm telling you, yeah, we all take our eyes off you know, Christ at some point in our walk with him. And we look at the storm that's surrounding us and we are going to sink. I'm living proof of it. Right. I know Deb, you know, can I testify about it. Often left the Lord, you know, it is, it's easy done, but that's what I said earlier. You know, James, I want there, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who or what preacher you said under look at Judas. These men sat under Jesus Christ for how many years? And that's the greatest preacher ever was. Amen, he was. And look what happened to Judas, and look what happened to Peter, you know, which we haven't got to Peter's stuff yet, but, you know, you can sit under the biggest person, the biggest, best preacher around, and you can still, you can still lose, you can still make mistakes, and you can still find yourself being lost. You know, before I walked away from the Lord, I mean, I played for some, you know, pretty prominent people. Right. And I, and like you just said, Dave, I've sat under other ministries. I mean, prominent ministers. I mean, people you wouldn't even, I mean, they say hallelujah and the whole church just goes shout. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, I walked away from God. I, I totally walked away from God. I understand that. I did too. I, I did too. And, 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 you know, and part of my testimony, when I gave my testimony on here, he, he let me go and, and the Lord let me go and do a lot of things that, that, you know, he let me because he didn't have to. And I, I know I'm here today because and through and by the grace of God, because. Right. Um, but anyway, so, 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 so other things about Peter, impulsiveness, and, and they're everywhere. There's examples all over the Bible. On the night that Jesus was arrested, they were. You know, they come to the Garden of Gethsemane to 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 get Peter, 
to get Jesus. Peter jumps up, you know, Jesus get behind me, and he pulls out a knife and he whacks the ear off. Yeah, of of Malchus, the the servants, the the servant of the high priest. Yeah, of all, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So he impulsive behavior again. You know, that's what that's what Jesus loves. And about us. the Bible, there's many other examples of that. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, we're made into the image of God. Right. Our characteristics, God is an impulsive. Right. God is a, you know, we are to be like Christ. And those characteristics is in us is also in Jesus. Right, right. But Peter was also one to speak up first of all the disciples. And they are standing around. Peter is the first one to always speak up first. Like, Remember in in the four got the three gospels at Matthew Mark and Luke for sure, but uh, you know when Jesus asked them who who do they say that I am, you know, and they were telling Jesus, you know, some of them say John the Baptist, some say the one of the prophets Elias, Elisha. I mean, there was they gave Jesus a bunch of different answers there, and he asked Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter spoke right up, "Hey, you're Jesus Christ. You're the Son of the Living God." Right. So, so he did. He did speak up when he needed to, but he also spoke up when he didn't need to. <laughs> I mean, he was I, he was he was smarter than what people thought. He was he was. But the thing about Peter is his reaction. His first reaction is always to open his mouth without engaging his brain. I mean, that's you know, me. <laughs> and, and I do that. There, there's times that in yeah. my prayers to the Lord, there's times I have to say, God, please help me bridle my tongue. Yeah. You know, uh, because, I mean, there's times I actually pray, Lord, please let me be fast to think and slow to speak. And and I, I seen a, a something on Facebook, and I think somebody had it on a T-shirt or, or they put it on Facebook. It said, I'm, I'm going to let God handle these things today because if I handle it, I'm going to jail. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to go to jail, but I, I have to learn to let God handle things and shut my mouth. And it's hard to do. It, it's hard to do. So. Yeah, because we think that our ways are better. We think our, you know, we, we really do. We think that, okay, yeah. Right. If I can do it this way or say it this way, everything's going to be okay and not realize that it's not. You know, God has got a greater purpose and a greater but, you know, plan. Have you ever been heard it been said that those three words, uh, those words to, to God, let your will be done, was some of the hardest words to say? Yeah, it's, it is for me today, Lord. I pray it, Lord, let thy will be done. Right. You know, Christ, you know, sit there and die on the cross. Because if you look at his prayer, Lord, if this not be, you know, let this cup pass from me he even prayed that let this cup pass from me and I'm, I'm coming up on some of that too james uh you know the bible makes no effort at all to hide the fact that peter had a weak sign that the bible didn't hide that right. and that's awesome it he was a big man a big man to jesus and he'd done a lot of things but the bible also let you see his weak side and i think that's just awesome uh, but ain't it ain't it ain't it great how god he don't he don't like put you down he shows a way that you are strong you know we 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 live in a society today where we try to hide our faults we try to hide who exactly you know who we are and there's a lot you know i write in my journal daily and i i I cringe whenever time i think of somebody you know reading it right and uh because i don't want people to see who i am I want to try to be this tough guy. I want to try to be this, 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 this superhero for people. And and if you're out there, I'm not. I'm just as broken as you are. I really am. I understand that, James. Um, 
So, so let's back up now. Okay, so we we found out a lot of things about Peter, and we we see what kind of person he is. So now, as we go on with this, we can understand why this happened. So let's back up now, and and trouble was brewing. Okay, trouble was brewing. James, thirty pieces of silver had already been given. Jesus was about to be arrested. All right. So Peter, with his his unending pledge of loyalty, you know, only hours before, I, you know, I'm not going to deny you. I'm right there. I got you back. But Peter failed miserably, James, and we're getting ready to talk about that. So um, he meant well in his pledges. He did. He meant well. He loved Jesus. He was devoted to him. But he let weakness and fear, I believe, and just... You know, we all read the Bible, and we get different things out of it. But what I believe happened here is I believe Peter let weakness and fear, you know, get a lot of him. So after the Last Supper, you know, after the Last Supper, Jesus took them, some of the disciples, to the Garden of Gethsemane, right? And I'm not sure what verse that is because I have moved on and I've lost myself. That's okay. So anyway, so after the Last Supper, Jesus takes them to the Garden of Gethsemane. He's awaited to be arrested. He knows what's coming. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so in Matthew 26, 40 and 45, he does tell them, you know what? You guys stay here and pray. I'm going to go over here and pray. Jesus wanted to go pray to his father. And he told them, you guys stay here and you pray. I'm going to go over here and pray. And that's when, you know, he went and talked to his father, let this cup pass front from me. He comes back and they're sleeping. Peter and the guys are asleep. You know, his bro club who was supposed to have his back and pray with him. And he wanted to just spend an hour with me. Is all he said. Just spend an hour. How many times have we been asleep? Right, right. This this is just, you know, we all see our failures and our misgivings and things. But we see this in what's happening here. We we can sit and nitpick and, and, and go back over all of our lives. Wow, I did this. Wow, I did that. Wow, Peter did that. Wow, I did that. We can see what our failures, once we start reading about somebody else's, it's right. easy to, to look back on our own. And and so, you know, and, and Jesus found, he found them sleeping, not once, not twice, but I think three times yeah. he comes back and he finds them sleeping, you know? And so uh, he asked Peter to stay awake and he told Peter, he said, you know what, uh, he said, you need, you need to stay awake and pray that you don't get into t- temptation. Jesus warns Peter right here, stay awake that you don't get into temptation because you know what? Your spirit is willing, but your, your flesh is weak. Well, that should tell you prayer alone with God's word is how we, you know, stay away from that temptation, how we're able to fight it. Right. Uh, but he comes back, and, and Jesus comes back, and they're all they're all there asleep again, and and uh, you know, Peter's fear showed up, James, right, right about right there, Peter's fear showed up, and Mark fourteen fifty tells us that all the other disciples fled. At that point in time, the the soldiers had came to the garden. They took a hold on Jesus. All the disciples had fled. Peter had already swiped the ear of the servant off. They've got Jesus. You know, they, they took him, they all took off, and, and Peter followed, he followed at, at, at a distance. He stayed around, and there's no question in my mind that, that Peter wasn't scared and fear gripped him. He was standing in the garden, and he watched them. He watched them ridicule Jesus. He watched them arrest him. He watched them 
uh, hit on him and spit on him and call him all kinds of names. Peter sat back and watched all of this. So I can understand him being scared. He watched all that while he was in the courtyard. I can definitely understand why Peter was scared because I know he knows Jesus is going to die. He knows this. I'm sure he's scared for his own life. I'm sure, you know. Yeah, because when fear comes up on you, you don't want to die. Right. I did. I didn't want to die. Yeah, I knew I was with the Lord. I walked with the Lord. I didn't want to die. I know exactly that feeling. I I believe in in this, this. I believe, James, in this part right here, I believe I know Peter was afraid that Jesus was going to die, but it, it was going to happen. There wasn't nothing they could do about it. The world hated Jesus. They wanted to get rid of him, and they there wasn't nothing Peter could do. I believe right then and there, and I believe Peter realized that, and I believe right then and there, Peter probably found out that he was not nearly as bold and courageous as he thought he was. I believe Peter found out that he was not uh, prepared for the ridicule and the prosecution that Jesus took. I don't believe Peter thought he was bold enough for that. And so I believe a lot of his weakness was he didn't think he could go through that. Right. And he denied the one he loved. He denied the one he loved. Correct. And, you know, um, so Peter Peter followed from afar. And, and one of the things that I think is so ironic about Peter, and I would love to ask him someday, why would you go? Why would you put yourself there? Why would you go to the to the high priest house? Why would you go there? He had already just a few hours or so before, a few minutes or whatever hours before, he had already been guilty of attempted murder because he cut an ear off. Why would he go there? Why would he show himself there? I didn't understand that. But until then, I think the Lord brought it to me. They had bigger fish to fry. They didn't care about Peter. They didn't. They didn't care what he done or what he said. He, no. he. You know, Peter was getting ready to fry his own self. You know, um, you know. Why would you go there? They, they could have got him. A, they could have got him for attempted murder and throwed him away in the nearest cell and left him for to rot because he he did. He attempted to murder this guy. Right. Uh, he didn't do a very good job of it. If that's what he was trying to do, anyway. Right. But anyway, so that's the last place I would have thought Peter would have showed up. But nope. John eighteen seventeen, James tells us that a servant girl was standing at the door of the high priest. She said to Peter, Are you not also one of this man's disciples? Peter says, Nope, not me. John eighteen twenty five says, As Peter stood around, warming himself by a coal of fire, and th- remember that word right there. Remember those words, coals of fire, because they are going to come back up again. Okay. So... Peter stood there, and he's he's warming himself with these soldiers and these servants. They're warming themselves because the Bible says it was cold. And they ask him again, were you not also one of this man's disciples? Nope, I didn't know the man. Peter, nope, I didn't know him. Well, Matthew 26, 73 and 74 says that those that had stood around said to Peter, surely you was with this man. Your speech gives you away. They knew it just the way he talked. They knew he wasn't, you know, he wasn't on the up and up. They knew he had to be a part of, of Jesus's, his, you know, clan. And you know what? Peter, I believe right here, Peter's trying to let them, maybe trying to throw him off because you know what? He starts cussing and swearing. Yeah. Now he cussed and swore. Nope, nope. I know not the man. Don't know him at all. Cussing about it. 
Because he realized that they could see his countenance. Right. They could, you know, see that he, you know, he walked with God. And you know what, James, immediately the cock crowed. I've been there. Immediately. Yeah. Peter remembered the words of Jesus. As a matter of fact, Luke twenty two sixty one tells us that the Lord turned around, James, and looked at Peter. Looked upon him. Looked him in the eye. Now, Peter's heart broke, I'm sure. Oh, I, I'd be devastated. I, I know. Be truthful. And especially when Jesus looked at him. And more than likely, he looked at him with the look of, I love you, man. Don't worry about it. It's It's okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Christ looked at him like I hate you. Or, I told you so. I, I'm about to have the wrath upon you. I'm about to, you know. I don't think Jesus would have said that. I, I believe it was a look of, "Hey, I forgive you, man." I believe there was probably some disappointment in Christ's, probably. you know, because he was disappointed when he found him asleep. Right. You know, and and several times you read in the scripture that he was just frustrated and disappointed. Right. But I believe he looked at him with love. I really I do. Believe that too. And that's probably one of the biggest things that broke Peter's heart. He know what he done. Christ had told him what he was going to do, and he did it. And even though we still sin, and we still do what we do, Christ looks at us and says, I love you. He does. Wow. The sound, <laughs> James, the sound of a rooster brings a shock to Peter. The things that Jesus had said, he brought it all. That rooster crowing. Yeah. Brought it all back to him. And you know what? Peter done the one thing that we all tend to do when we do things or when we say things to hurt people or maybe we have something in on saying something and it hurts somebody's feelings or we hurt people either, either physically or whatever. Peter done the one thing that we all tend to do. He ran. He ran and he wept. Bitterly. The Bible says he wept bitterly. But he ran. We all tend to do that. We all run. We all run from from our problems. We run from, you know, instead of instead of stopping, facing it straight on. Okay, I did this, Lord. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Peter ran and he wept bitterly. I ran. I ran as far south as you can go to Florida. Wow. I mean, and and still could not get away from the voice of God in my head. I could not. Wow. That's. Uh... I, I did. I I, I ran. Like he wouldn't know tomorrow. I got on a plane. Yeah, I took planes, trains, and automobiles just to get away, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, and if you guys want to know, that's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> you, yeah, you really ran, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, so, so Peter ran, and, and he and he cried, and he wept, and I, I guess I wonder now, you know, why would Jesus allow Peter to fail so miserably? Why would he let Peter get in that position you know uh he could have protected Peter he could have protected him he did before because Luke twenty two thirty one tells us Jesus had told Peter that Satan asked permission to sift you like wheat that's what the Bible says Luke twenty two thirty one said Jesus told Peter Satan asked permission to sift you like wheat that don't sound very well and it don't sound good at all and I'm I don't know. I can't picture what they do when they sift wheat. I don't know. But it doesn't sound like something I would want to be involved in. But Jesus could have protected Peter. Well, it's like Job. Right. You know, yeah, God's hand was always on protection of Job. Right. He's appointed to die once. But, you know, it was it's a test. And it's also, you know, you asked a question to me, it would be, you know, a learning experience would Peter had truly learned if God had 
there's there's a point, you know, I don't have kids, you know, so but I have, you know, I've raised my nephew, I have raised him, and I've been around a lot of, you know, younger people, and I worked in corrections, and, you know, there's a, there's a point there you got to say don't cross that line, but you got to walk away from them and allow them to cross that line to see, you know, the repercussions of crossing that line. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I get excited talking about the word of God. You're, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, I just, I I, I was just wondering why, uh, Jesus would let Peter get, get, you know, fail like that. But you know what though? Uh, Jesus had a higher goal, James. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the higher purpose, the higher goal. Jesus had a higher goal. And if you look, if you read Luke 22, 32, Jesus told him, strengthen your brothers. Jesus was equipping Peter. And so he had to let Peter go through all of this. He had to let him go through it. He couldn't, he couldn't stop it. Well, he could have, but he didn't. It had to go as, you know, it all had to go as according to plan. And so Peter's story, he, Peter's story goes on in, in John 21. Um, I, I do want to back up to, to Mark 16 and verse 7. So um, John 21, if, if you go to John 21, that's where Peter's story starts again. And, but to get to that, uh, Mark chapter twenty one, Mark chapter sixteen, verse seven. So there was a so Mary Magdalene, the Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought these perfumes and 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 oils and spices because they were going to anoint Jesus' body. But Jesus wasn't there when they got there. There was a um, it says a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment. And he tells them, I know you seek Jesus of Nazareth, He said, which was crucified. He said, but he's not here, he's risen. And he said, behold, uh, the place where the Lord lay. And he said, see where the Lord lay. Right. And he tells them, this is the significance of, of going to this part. He tells them, he says, but go your way. Woo, he says, go your way. He said, and tell his disciples, James, he says, and Peter that he's going to go before you in Galilee. Now, I can't help but think that if she didn't, the reason he said, and Peter, is because I think he wants to make sure Peter's there. Because, you know, Peter's probably off in, in his own, he's whooping himself probably, because, you know, when the Lord don't have to chastise me, I whoop myself when I don't do something in the Lord. Right. And, and, I, and I don't do something or, or, or I uh, am disobedient, I whoop me. And my guess is that's what Peter's doing right about now. He he. Well, now we can't. We we do find out in in verse in chapter twenty one. We do find out what he ends up doing. But at that at this point in time, I believe when that angel said, "Go tell his disciples and Peter," James he said, "Peter, and tell Peter," because I know they want to make sure Peter's there. Because again, there was a method to Jesus' madness. He he knew Peter went through what he went through, and he was just saying, "Peter, I'm still with you." I've not left the 99. That's just, what. Uh, just, you know, just uh, I left it for you, Peter. Right. And so that's that's what I was getting at. Uh, Peter's story goes on in John 21. And I love, I love, love this chapter. Uh, 
So it tells us that after these things, John 21 verse 1 says, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples on the sea at the Sea of Tiberias. Now, uh, after these things, I, I pondered on that. What after these things? The only thing, James, in that verse I think he could be talking about is what happened between the denial and now, what, what happened? The death, crucifixion, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. I believe that's what he means by after these things. These things happened. After these things, Jesus showed himself again. I believe I could be wrong. And this is just me and my belief and what I'm feeling about it. I believe Jesus was talking about the resurrection, the crucifixion. I believe he was talking about all of that when he said after these things. I believe that. I I could be wrong. What else could he be talking about? I mean, there was nothing else that happened in there except they crucified him, he died, they buried him, and he arose. That is, from from the denials up to now, that's what's happened. And I believe that's what he was talking about. Right. I believe when he said after these things, that's what he was saying. After all of this, all this is done. Now we're here. So it says that they were uh, they were together, Peter, Simon, Simon, Peter, Thomas, uh, Nathaniel, two sons of Zebedee, and two disciples that was unnamed. He says those they were all there, and Peter says Tim. He tells them he says, "You know, what? I'm going fishing." Of all of everything Peter could have done, what did he do? He went back. I believe Peter went back to what he was doing best. He went fishing. He was a fisherman to start off, and he done it quite well, evidently. Uh, and you know, James, when I I love fishing. Uh, me and my friend Audrey, we and her husband, we went fishing here a while back, and uh, I'm sitting over here catching a little bluegill, and she's pulling in catfish, and and but I love fishing. I, I love fishing. I find peace and comfort in sitting on a riverbank. You know what I mean? And then we have really good conversations about the Lord while we're there. So I can understand why Peter would revert back to fishing. I can understand that because I find comfort in it. So Peter goes fishing, and and he takes the disciples with him. These guys want to go with him. They take him with them. You know, he's probably feeling his weakness, and he's aware of his own failings, and he understood what he'd done wrong, and so he goes fishing. Well, so then they fish all night, and they didn't catch nothing. Right. They fish all night long. And they didn't catch nothing. And here's the ironic things. Here's the method, I think, to Jesus's madness. I, I love, I, I use that that phrase a lot in just me. Man, there's a method to my madness. Just wait. And so uh, I, I think there was a method to Jesus's madness here because um, they caught nothing. Well, verse four tells us the next morning, the next morning, I'm not used to this bigger Bible. I'm used to my small one. That's okay. Uh, so the next morning, they're on. They're 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 there, and they fished all night. They didn't catch nothing. Jesus is standing over on the on the bank, and they 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 see this man, and and he says, you know, did y'all catch anything? He asked them, you know, he calls them children. He said, then Jesus said unto them, children, verse five, children, have you any meat? They answered him, no. And so he tells them, he says. And to them, cast the net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. You know, and that's what they done. They cast their net on the right side of the ship, and it was full. So full that they, according to the word, they could hardly carry it. Right. It was so full. So what happened? 
Therefore, the disciple whom Jesus loved, and we know who that was, John, he says unto Peter, Peter, it's the Lord. It's the Lord over there, Peter. And I believe Jesus gave them that. Uh, I believe, James, in my heart that Jesus gave them that miracle of the fish. But I also believe Jesus is recreating something here. And you'll get, you'll see where I'm getting to. Jesus gave them that miracle because he wants them to see who he is. I it's the remembrance of what he, you know, that's why he, you know, God was so evident with the children of Israel in the first church is you remember I brought you through Egypt. Right. You know, I, I, uh, I destroyed the Pharaoh's army, you know, with, you know, a wall of water. You know, I, I gave you drink from a, a rock. Right. I allowed you to take over your enemies town after town. Right. But the promised land, yeah. You know, it all boils down to are we really truly going to remember what Christ had done for us at the cross? Right. Um so so verse seven says, Therefore the disciple whom Jesus loved looked upon him and said, Peter, it's the Lord. It's the Lord. And Peter, wow, it's the Lord. So Peter gets up, this says, Peter gets up puts on his fishing coat because he, the Bible says for he was naked and he cast himself into the sea. I guess they worked on their boat naked back then. I don't know. It's kind of, he said it was, he said the Bible says he was naked. And to me, when he says he's naked that to me, I think he, I think he was, well, you look at at this, some kind of undergarment on or something, but the Bible said naked. I'm pretty sure that he didn't want to get his clothes wet. You know, he probably only had one set of clothing, you know, and, I, you you don't want to mess your stuff up. All right. This but now he girt he he put his clothes on. He put his fishing coat on. It says, and he cast himself into the sea. So you know here 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 Peter. Wow. Yeah. I'm not waiting on y'all. I'm swimming to the Lord. They told him the Lord's over there, and he was going. Anybody's fished. You don't like the smell of fish. You don't want it on your clothing. Right. Right. Uh. So it says, and the other disciples came in a little in a little ship, for they were not far from the land. It was as it, but it was as it were 200 cubics. I don't know what cubics is, but, you know. And it says they were dragging their nets with fishes. And it says as soon as they were come to the land, and here's this here's this thing again, James. As soon as they were come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there. Fire of coals. Remember I told you to remember that? Yeah. There's that fire of coals again. And it said fish laid thereon and bread. And Jesus saith unto them, Bring the fish which ye have caught. He didn't need those fish. Jesus didn't need their fish. He brought his own. He brought his own. His fish was there. Plainly says there was fish there and bread on, on the on the coals of fire. And it says Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land full of fish, of great fishes, not little fish. They were great fish. Jesus let them catch big, good fish. You know what I'm saying? It says, and for all there were so many, yet they were the net was not broken. And Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples knew him. Neither neither did they ask him, who art thou? They knew it was the Lord. So right here, James, I believe Jesus is recreating. I believe because it says Jesus tells them to come and dine. And then Jesus come to the disciples, to them. And he, he, he gave them bread and he gave them fish. And this is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples. That's what verse 14 says. And then verse 15, he says, he says, Simon, he says, and when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me, thee, me more than these? So 
I want to ponder on that for just a second. So what what do we think Jesus was talking about there when he said more than these? Do you love me more than these? I think he was talking about fish, James, because Peter reverted back. Instead of going on and being the apostle that Jesus had on his calling on his life, Peter reverted back, I think, to being a fisherman because he said he went fishing. You know, was Jesus talking about the fish or was it nothing else there but the disciples and him? He, I believe he was talking about the fish. Do you love me, Peter, more than these? I believe he was saying, do you love me? And not in these words, because it, it didn't say it that. But I believe Jesus was trying to say, Peter, do you love me more than this doing this fishing? I believe that's what Jesus was saying. For those who have an ear, let him hear. Right. There's always a message inside the message. There is. That's why God spoke to the, you know, to the masses in parable, you know, for them to understand you know, the truth is the truth. Yes is yes and no is no. I, I believe you're right on that. I, I believe so. I, and But he said, Peter, Simon Peter, do you lovest thou me more than these? And he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, you know that I love thee. And he said to Peter, then feed my sheep. Well, he said, feed my lambs here. And then he saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And and. Peter said, Yea, Lord, thou know that I love thee. And then he said unto him, Feed my sheep. And he saith unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved this time because the Lord had already asked him twice. But it said Peter was grieved. And he said, You know, uh, Lord, you know us all things. You know I love you. You know I love you. And Jesus said, Feed my sheep. I believe, James, and that right there, I believe the method to Jesus' madness was, I believe that Jesus recreated, for one thing, he created the fire of coals, because under standing over fire of coals, Peter denied Jesus three times. I believe Jesus recreated, I believe he took it back, and I believe, I believe he said, you know what, Peter, the relationship is still there. I believe he said, it's still open. You're not too far gone. I am here. I believe when Jesus did this, I believe Jesus was letting Peter redeem himself. The denials, you know, they, they were really a turning point in Jesus in Peter's life. He was humbled. You know, uh, I think Peter realized that he had failed to, to be the rock. That Jesus had said, oh, you are going to be the rock, the church, the, the rock that I build my church on. Right. And I believe Peter saying, hey, you know what? I failed to be that. I failed that. But God, I love this, but God. It, he recreates. He sends a message to Peter. Hey, you know what? Christ was getting ready to put Peter in charge of his, of his flock. But Peter had to heal first. I'm sorry. There had to be healing. I'm, I was getting up above that, wasn't I? Oh, no. I'm yeah. trying not to. Get up out of my chair here. She's doing wonderful things. Uh, but, but there had to be healing here. Peter had to heal because he, he, he hurt. And, and, you know, I believe Jesus showed up. He builds a fire. He leads Peter back to that night, to that sin. And I believe Jesus recreates that connection. And I believe with all of my heart, James, that Peter, Jesus, you know, do you love me, Peter? The Lord said, yes. I love you. Then Jesus, okay, then let's go on. Let's put this behind us. Feed my sheep. I need you. Ooh, I need you, Peter, to feed my sheep. 
The world's going crazy. Do you love me, Peter? Yes, I love you, Lord. Then feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. The world is getting crazy around us, James. People don't know what they're doing. They're coming and going. They're preaching a word that's not even the word. Kids can't even, uh, they're, they're trying to change kids' gender. Amen. The world is going crazy. And Peter, Amen. The Lord is saying to Peter, feed my sheep. Yes. Ooh, the, the, it's, it's open, Peter. It's still there. Amen. Let's heal this. Let's heal. Let's move on. Feed my sheep, Peter. So in, to me, those, those three denials, Jesus affirmed. He let Peter affirm those three denials with those three, yes, I love you. I believe that. How awesome is that? James, how awesome is that, that we have that mercy. We still have that mercy. Jesus knew he was going to build his rock on Peter, his church. Peter messed up big time. We all do. You and I did. I walked away from the Lord. You walked. Countless thousands of people out there has walked away from the Lord. But people, there is a way to get back to the Lord. Look what he done for Peter. Try not to make noise. Look what he done for Peter. He let him, he took him back. He recreated the whole thing. Recreated the Last Supper. He took and had supper with him again. Let's have some fish and bread. Okay, now do you love me, Peter? Right. He recreated the whole thing. He took Peter back to that night. Okay, this is what you did there. I'm giving you a chance. Right. Jesus does that every single day of our life. Ain't God amazing? Oh, though? my gosh, he, he gives us, you know, it's that mercy, you know, that he, he yeah, we, we're under his grace, but when we mess up, it's his mercy. It is. It is. And, you know, the best part about the story, James, is Peter repented. He was restored to God's favor. That's the key. It's repentance. But Jesus did not dismiss Peter's sin. He didn't dismiss it. Jesus Christ paid the price for it, James. He did. You know, a- after John 21, it says that Peter became a, it, it was a pivotal moment in Peter's life. He was no longer the Charlie Brown of the Bible. He became a force to be reckoned with. He 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 lived up to that name. 3,000 got saved at the first I, message. That's what I was getting to say. Peter went on to become the pillar of the early church uh, in Jerusalem. Uh, the story that, the story that that Peter become my my stuff is the story that the strong leader that Peter become in the book of Acts is a powerful testimony of the transforming grace that Jesus had in his life. Right. And he still Peter today still strengthens us through his first first epistle and second epistle. Right. You know, Peter denied Jesus and then two months later he preached the sermon on the biggest Pentecost sermon ever preached. Right. 3,000 people got saved, like you said. And as I, I, I believe, James, as with our failures, just like Peter's failures, I believe that, you know, God God wants us to be able to, we make mistakes, and He wants us to talk to Him, admit our mistakes, be honest about our mistakes. You know, I, I believe that, you know, he, he, he made Simon Peter from just, just the name of Peter just the name of Simon, he said, you know what, I'm, I'm making you Peter, the rock that I'm going to build my church on. And and God tells us all that. You know, he, Jesus, his denials, Peter's denials is one of the most significant moments in all of Scripture. It shows us that no matter how deep our faith is, no matter how, uh, how deep we think we are in the Bible, we still, we're human beings and we make mistakes. If you're out there, you, you just... I don't care how far you've gone. You know, we all, like like Sister Deb says, we all make mistakes. Okay. You, you know, you know, uh, 
it, it's said in this, in well, you hear it all over, all over the United States, mostly that if I walk into a church house, it's going to collapse on me. Right. You know, we've all said it, we've all thought it, but here's the deal. It's not, you know, it, that's what Christ died for us is for our failures, for, you know, our sins. But the key is though, we had to have a repentant heart. Right. If not, then, you know, if we don't have that repentant heart, then there is internal judgment. Right. And that's hell. Right. But you know, James, what the Lord done for Peter and others, he can do for anybody, he can do for you, anybody listening. You know, follow me was the first commandment, the first command that Jesus ever gave Peter. And it's not changed. It's been that way all down through history, right up until today. All we got to do is follow him. You know, uh, and it's still the same thing. It's unchanging. Follow Jesus. You know, it, and I'm not saying not just attend a church service every week or, or a worship service every week. We have to follow Him daily. We have to follow Him daily. And, you know, one of the key lessons that we can take from Peter's denials is that although we stumble and fall, God is always there, ready and willing to let us turn around and rise up again. Amen. Amen. You know, we we can be forgiven through repentance and reliance on God's power. Jesus' call to his disciples is the same today. Just follow him. We're his disciples. Just follow him. Through blessings, trials, comfort, tribulation, life and death, just follow him. You know, it, it's the first thing that he called people to do. Just follow him. And I'll say it over and over and over. So so what what are we to do today? No matter where you are in your situation, no matter what you're going through today, right now, no matter where you are, just remember that Jesus' words to Peter, just follow me, you know. That's all Christ wants us to do is follow him. Right. You may Obedience. Feel, right. You may feel like you're you're far off from God. You may say, hey, you know what, I don't know how to do this, or, or, or I don't know the rules here. You, you may say a lot of things. You may say, I'm a mess. I, you know, I don't... It don't have to be pretty. James, God didn't ask us to be pretty. He just told us to be honest. You know, God's saying, come to me in the midst of all your failures. God said, come to me and let me clean it up. That's all he said. You know, lean on my strength. Let me clean it up. That's that's what God's saying. And ever, anybody out there today can hear this. Think about this. If you have not let God clean your mess up, get your way back to the Lord. But you got to give it to God. Give it to Him. You can not fight it yourself. If you do, you're going to keep failing. Right. You're going to keep, and that's what's wrong. I'm you, telling you, you couldn't come no bigger mess in front of the Lord than me. No. <laughs> you know, um, Peter. Peter is believed to be. Uh, you know, he went on to be the the. It, it was it was believed to be that he to be, it was believed to be that he was one of the first popes of the Catholic Church in in Rome, and uh, you know they ended up they ended up the information that I found out quite a bit of a lot about Peter. It says after Jesus' ascension into heaven, Peter took on a leadership role in the early church, and he wrote, of course, the biblical books Peter one and two, and uh, it says Peter ended up in Rome, where he was believed to be one of the first popes, and. Uh, the thing about Peter was he was crucified as a martyr. He was he was he was killed as a martyr, and Peter refused to be crucified. 
the way Jesus Christ did. He didn't feel um, worthy. See, that so that should tell you that his him. guilt followed him all the way up until his death. Yeah. And you, that's, that's the flesh. Yeah. That's something Peter had to deal with all the way. That's, that's what sin does to us. And seeing, you know, the devil reminds us every day of our faults and of our failures. You know, there's not a day that goes by that that I'm not reminded on what I could have done right? or why I walked off and the things that I had done in sin. You know, like Paul says, you know, I'm a chief among sinners. Let me tell you, I've done some pretty foul things. As a, as, even as a Christian, I'll sit here and tell you and admit you know, I'd done some pretty horrible things. Right. And uh and I hate to say that I but I'm reminded everything of the of the sins that I've done. Right. And when when that death knocked at my door with the heart attack, I was like, Lord, please, I, I've got to do this. I got I gotta make myself I got to uh you know, if you ever worked around a group of people, you kind of had to earn your keep. And that's kind of the way I was feeling I had to do with the Lord. Lord, I got to earn my keep. And the Lord was telling me, no, you don't. It's not about your works. It's about the blood. Right. It's about the mercy. Right. You know, and that's what it was, you know. Right. right. I, uh, James, I just hope this, uh, that's, that's pretty much all I got right now. I, I just hope that. I hope this does somebody some good. I hope they they heard this, and I hope they think about Peter. And you know, to be such a high up in the in in the you know running with Jesus, and then to do what he done, uh, but then look where he ended up. I mean, you know, the the Lord gave him a chance, like He does us every day. He, you know, just every day. Wonderful so, preacher he turned out to be. Yeah, and and I just hope everybody realizes, you know, that. You know, we need to let, give, give your mess to the Lord and let him, let him give you peace, a peace like you've never known. You know, a lot of people, if you ever laid a foundation or if you ever laid a block on a house, you know, Christ is the chief cornerstone. Right. So the second block was Peter. The third block was, you know, this apostle and so on and so on. Do you realize, Deb, that you are and I are, we are a block mm-hmm. on top of that, that since the chief cornerstone with Peter, we are a part of that rock. Right. And we are, you know, Christ being the foundation, but we are part of that church. And this is what this Bible talks all about. Right. And uh, if you're listening again, if you don't know the Lord, all you have to do is call upon his name. Right. Call upon him. Say, Lord, forgive me for my sins. Repeat after me. Lord, forgive me for I am a sinner. Believe. I am lost. Believe. You got to believe. You got to believe. That's all you got to do is just say Jesus and he'll come. Yep. He's right there. He will. He's never failed me. And I, he's not going to fail anybody. No. You know. Well, I, you know what? If you guys are listening, and uh, please email myself or Deb, and I'll give, I'll, I'll give the emails before we, uh, we close out. And, uh, let us know what you think about, you know, the new series in Bible talk, you know, I will do be doing, you know, uh, I'll be doing a thing, you know, my normal stuff that I do, right. You know, I have my guest on and all of that, but Deb's going to be starting a new series, you know, and we're going to call it Bible talk. 
And uh, if you guys find this great, let us know. Right. Any if comments? If there's even anything, uh, James, out there that people want to uh, send me a message on and we talk about. Um, yeah, she she's you know, willing to. I'm willing. She, she's willing to talk to you guys. I am too. But no, I'm just kidding. No, but she she's willing to take suggestions. Right. If you got any right. suggestions, Anything. you know what you want to talk about, what you're interested in, if there's something you don't know, you know, we'll do our best to, you know, try to explain, you know, because we're all in this together, Deb. Right. You know, we're, you know, I'm learning just as much as anybody else out there, and and that's just the way it is. Right. You know, I, I don't know it all, right. but I'll do my best to give you what the Lord has showed me because whatever the Lord tells us in our closet, we're to shout it on the mountaintop. That's it. So, uh, but this has been wonderful. And like I said, every two weeks, starting this Friday, well, today, is uh, going to be uh, Bible Talk with Deb Osborne. Amen. And I hope you guys tune in every time. And if you like to email myself, you can find me at HOR421Ministries at gmail.com. You can also email Deb at Osborne Deborah K one word at gmail.com and uh in the subject write down bible talk so that way she'll know what you're referring to and shoot her a question shoot her a comment let her know you can also look her look her up on facebook uh you can find uh my page on on facebook if you want to shoot me a message through that that's fine and i know she's willing to amen yeah just um yeah please like and subscribe share do the whole thing. We got to get God's gospel out there. And if you'd like to be a subscriber to the ministry, both financial and just a subscriber, you can go to subscriber. I can't talk. You can go to hor421show.buzzsprout.com. And if you want to do a one-time support, PayPal slash HOR420, or uh, sorry, repeat that, PayPal slash HOR421. And that's for a one-time donation. It does financially take, you know, to run this. Uh, You know, equipment does break down and so on. And like I said, uh, I got a few more upgrades I got to the studio. So hopefully next week that'll happen. And then when that does happen, we're going to be doing, every now and then, we're going to be doing a live show. Uh, Lord has opened the door to do that. And we're going to be doing some uh, videos. It's not going to be a consistent thing because... I like the the radio aspect, or I like right. the broadcast part of it. Right. But when the Lord does lay it on our hearts, we got the equipment to do a video, and I thank the Lord for it. And uh, I like to give a shout out to our sponsor of today's shows, uh, Williams Trucking. The name is changing to Moving Up Trucking. You can find them at six zero six five seven three seventeen eighty five. Owner and operator is uh, Johnny Williams and uh, Lola Williams. Uh, if you're local and you're needing a job or you're moving here and you're a trucker, uh, hit them up. You know, they're a good company to work for. They are fair. Uh, and also, i like to give a shout-out to Sweet Harlan Honeybees. You can find them on Facebook at Sweet Harlan Honeybees. And if you'd like to email them, you can email them at Sweet Harlan Honeybees at 2019, one word, at yahoo.com. And this is your host, J.D., with 421 Show. says as we move toward the end of history that gospel preaching will increase 
and the gospel will have been heard around the world. Today, for the first time, it's heard around the world by radio and television in the printed page. The Holy Spirit is God's restraining power. And the moment the Holy Spirit is removed, this earth is going to turn into almost hell.